word. Okay. Father, we thank you this morning for our opportunity to present your word. The word of the Lord that brings life. The entrance of your word brings light and life. Your word is like a hammer that breaks the rocks in pieces. And your word is sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing us under soul and spirit, joints and marrow. So we pray for those uh, this morning that have ears to hear even uh, locally, and we pray for all the pastors and ministers around the world that will be viewing this uh, YouTube upload as we upload it on YouTube. I pray that it encourages you, it blesses you, uh, and uh, you will grow and mature in things as we're entering into a season of harvest, a season of movement in the earth, that God is shaking everything that can be shaken. He's harvesting uh, uh, souls. He's harvesting uh, 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 people either being good or bad. Uh, things are being shaken. So we pray, Lord, that this word will have effect in the hearts of the believer and those that are, 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 are on, the, on the fence, that have not stepped into the kingdom and have not stepped into doing the work of the ministry. We pray, Lord, that this word will bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, this morning I call this message, what the Lord calls it, uh, Don't Get Taken Out of the Game. And uh, it was, uh, it was, a, uh, the Lord was speaking, I, I was saying, oh, what, what's going on? You know, I, I was meditating, 150,000 people have died from the coronavirus. We don't know how many of them were saved. Be it good or bad, we don't know. Some of them went, a lot of, some of them went to heaven and a lot of them went to to the other fellow's house. I don't know. But uh, the Lord sort of, sort of just impressed on me that he wanted me to speak on this and talk about this, uh, getting taken out of a game. And, and it's sort of, uh, I could equate it to uh, a football game or a basketball game or whatever, but we'll look at this. In Luke 13, 6, his scripture up on the board, uh, Jesus spake also this parable. He said, a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon, and he found none. Then he said to the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on the fig tree, and I find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth the ground? I got a saying for those folks that are acting crazy out there and don't want to serve God. Why are you taking up our air? Go on back to heaven or wherever you're going. Amen? You're sucking up good air because you ain't doing nothing. He also answered and said, Lord, let it be, let it alone, leave this alone in, uh, this year till I dig around it and dung it. If it bear fruit, well. If not, then you shall cut it down. Uh, when we're talking the vineyard men, is uh, the man had a vineyard, he's talking about God and, and the vine dresser is Jesus and Jesus is, is uh, talking about us as trees that we're supposed to root fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, all this fruit we're supposed to be producing and, and, and giving it to the world and giving it to the people that are not saved. He said, well, this tree here wasn't bringing forth any fruit. And uh, I had a, we had a fruit tree across the street. When we were across the street, a peach tree, uh, they had, uh, that the first year, uh, they had a few peaches on it. Then I had to go put some fertilizer on that. But the next year, man, you talking about some good peaches. They were only about this big, but they were sweet. Amen? And they would come every September, right around Labor Day, the fruit would come and be ready to be harvested. And do you know that most of the saints didn't know that tree was there? It was right there by the sidewalk, but they never realized that the peaches were on that tree. So I harvested the peaches. I'd come on the evening and got all the peaches for myself. Had me peach cobbler. <laughs> but God had set it up so... It, Harvest, he's talking about a harvest and a harvest was working and needing a harvest. And there's a harvesting taking place. And we know God said that he told a parable about the enemy snuck in and he put tares among the wheat. And God said, leave them alone. Let them grow up together in the church. There'll be good saints and bad saints. If you pull, out the, good, if you pull the tares out right now, you're going to destroy the harvest. So leave them in there, let them mature, and then when the reapers come, they'll separate the tares from the wheat. So there is a, a separation, as we've seen even right now in America. What we got is uh, they're saying that the church is not essential, but uh, we have essential workers at, at Walmart and the cash registers, and we need essential workers. We need fruit pickers. We need people out in the fields picking the, the fruit, and everything is spoiling if we don't get pickers and people out there. But in the kingdom of God, we need uh, uh, workers in the kingdom. And God said... 
going to get taken off the bench, not put on the bench, equate this to a, a uh, football team. You have defense and you have offense. Everybody has a position and everybody has a role to play. Either you're tackling or you're blocking or you're, you're running or you're running a route or you're, or, or you're calling the plays or, or you're on defense or you're on offense. And when you don't produce, guess what the coach does? Take you out the game and sit you on the bench because you're not performing up to par. Amen. And I believe the Lord is saying that many people have gone to heaven through this coronavirus because God's taken them out of the game. Their, their purpose, they have not fulfilled their purpose. They weren't doing anything. Some weren't doing anything. So he says, God said, let me just take you off the field because I need people that are going to produce something in this hour. How many know we need to produce something in this hour? I got a message called Produce Something. You need to be, with, with all of this thing going on, they're trying to shut the churches down and shut things down. Uh, it's going to pass. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go away. They had it, and everything, there's nothing new under the sun. In 1918, they had the pandemic for two years. They walked around with masks on. They did the same thing. People didn't want to wear masks. Some people did wear masks. Uh, you know, it, people died, and, and, but they came through the pandemic. And this is just a calling, uh, a separating of people uh, that are not making any difference in the earth. And in, in Matthew 21, 28, it says, now, <clears throat> but what think you? Now, you read Matthew 21. Let me go there because... Uh, I want to look at the first couple of verses because it was talking about Jesus. They were, they were questioning Jesus' authority. What, who gave you the authority? And right now, in America, people don't even question who the authority or the authority. The decisions that we're making. We don't even think no more. Oh, y'all can't go outside. You got to wear a mask. You got to do it. You can't sing in the church. You can't have service. Who gave you the authority to do that? Where do you get this authority? Well, just make up stuff and you know, that's like uh, uh, playing basketball, you know, some pick up basketball and, and you're out there playing and, and somebody making up the rules as they go. No, you can't make up the rules as you go. <laughs> you got to follow the rules. Matthew 21, verse 20, about 28. Um, oh. Verse 23, he says, when he had come to the temple, the chief priests and elders of the people came unto him. He was teaching. And he said, by what authority do you doest thou these things? Who gave you the authority? And Jesus said unto him, I will ask you one thing. Which, if you tell me, and likewise, I will tell you what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, hence was it. Where did it come from? Did it come from heaven? Or did it come from men? And they reasoned among them, saying, saying, well, if we say it's from heaven, he will say unto us, then why don't you believe me? But if we say if it's of men, we fear the people, for all hold John as a prophet. And they answered, and Jesus said, we cannot, we don't know. And Jesus said, neither can I tell you by what authority I do these things. We don't have to justify who we are in Christ Jesus. We have the authority to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cast out demons, and we can do it in our authority. When you have authority, it's like a car accident. Everybody standing around, the person laying on the highway, and nobody, everybody looking around. But when somebody steps step aside, I'm a doctor, then everybody moves back because they know they have the authority to operate on that person or help that person. And same thing in the church. We have authority to do certain things. He's given us authority over all the works of the devil, over principalities, powers in the earth, in the heavens, under the earth. Do you know that there are, they have found networks, networks from all across America. There are roads and tunnels in America, underground cities, underground places where the government has built and they have been uh, 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 they have been snatching people off, girls off the street, and they've been putting them down in these caves. And they've gone and been blowing up caves for the last year, two years. They've been going in these caves all over America. They, they highways. They, they have certain things underground. So God said He knows what's underground. The wicked have a lot of stuff underground because they thought that they would destroy the earth. So if I'm a billionaire, I can build me a bunker underground and have me a little city underground. And if the nuclear war bomb go off, we can live underground because they have made this stuff up. I'm not making this stuff up. You can Google it and, and, and find out that all these roads and tunnels and cities are under town. The government did that. But anyway, uh, uh, he said authority. He said, 
I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you because you don't know whether it's of God, but I have the authority to do this. Then he went on to this. Then in verse 27, he said, he answered, said, we cannot tell. He said, neither I tell you by authority. Then he said, but what think you? What do you think? A certain man had two sons. The first came, and he came to the first and said, son, go work in my vineyard today. Go, go, go work. Go, I want you to go work. And he answered and said, I'm not. I ain't going. I ain't doing it. But afterward, he repented and he went. The second son, he said, likewise. And he answered and said, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go. It's like when you tell you, uh, your, your kids clean up your room. I'm going to do it. Yeah, but that was 8 o'clock this morning. It's 9 o'clock tonight. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> he said, now which one? He said, which one of them did the will of his father? One of them said, I'll go. But he didn't. And the other one said, I ain't going. But he went. He said, the one that, he said, he said, the one that repented. They said to him, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you that the publicans, the harlots, go into the kingdom before you. For John came unto you the way of righteousness, but you didn't believe him. But the publicans and the harlots and the people in the street and the drug addicts and, and, and the drinkers and the smokers, they believed him and ye, when you have seen it, you didn't repent afterwards. And so uh, it's getting close now to where Jesus is getting ready to come back and people, you will have a chance to repent. If, if, you can, if you can see thousands of people dying, it would behoove you to repent. But they're out there throwing rocks and busting windows. And saying God ain't God and Jesus ain't God and, and, they, and, and they're acting crazy. God said, that's okay. How many know God don't follow the throne when people curse him and blaspheme and call him all kind of names? He said, I'm going to laugh in derision. I'm going to get the last laugh anyway. You got to come by me. If you don't come by the sun, you can't get in the door. And then if you come to the door, we're going to take you and throw you in the fire because we know you don't belong here. <laughs> So you got to go. So it's it's past time to repent. It's time for the, us as believers. We got to bring them in. As many that want to hear the word, bring them into the kingdom of God. The verse, uh, 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 verse uh, Matthew twenty four. It's not a time to be benched in heaven. You know when 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 you die, it's over. I mean, you go to heaven. I don't know what they're doing up in heaven. Maybe they're learning Hebrew or something, but. You ain't down here. You ain't going to sit on Jesus' throne. Jesus said, throne is mine. I'm up in heaven. This is my throne. Your throne is here in the earth. I've given you the earth to order it, to dress it, to bring it in order and bring it in to make a, a, a peace out of chaos. This is your, your authority is here on the earth. You need to be down here doing what I called you to do or meet, reaching the people I called you to reach. You know, it's not time to be bitch. You ever been on a, seen somebody on a bench? They call it getting splinters, amen. If you play basketball or something, you're going to get some splinter time, some bench time, amen. The coach ain't going to put you in right away just to learn the discipline whether you would stay on the team or not because you want to be the individual, but you got to learn how to be a team player, you know. Uh, coaches look at that. I would tell my grandson when he was taking playing basketball, I said, don't sit on the bench, y'all talking and laughing. Get involved in the game. Cheer for your other guys on the floor, you know. Watch the positions. Watch what everybody else is doing. In case the coach calls you to go in, you'll know what you're doing. Just run out there and you don't know who you're guarding and what you're supposed to be doing. you got to pay attention to what's going on. So in Matthew 24, 48, he says, now, he said, but he talks about an evil servant. He said, but if an evil servant say in his heart, the Lord ain't coming. Y'all talking to that. Oh, Jesus said he was coming. Y'all come to church every Sunday, and I ain't seen Jesus come yet. And he began to smite his fellow servants and eat and drink with the drunken. And began to smite his fellow servants and eat and drink with the drunken. Go on Facebook. I, I, you see a lot of believers on there smoking cigars, cigarettes, and got a champagne glass in their hand. And like God don't see that. The world says, you can do this. The Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he look not for him and in an hour that he's not aware of. You hear it on TV. Oh, two days ago they were fine. And then all of a sudden they died two days. Went in the hospital, got coronavirus, and was gone. Mm -hmm. 
That, now, the coronavirus is a virus, but there's demons with it. Them demons are, are affecting people, and they're killing people. So you need to repent now before it's too late. Make your peace with the Lord. The Lord of that servant will come in a day that he looketh not for him, in the hour that he's not aware of. He shall cut him asunder, appoint him his portion with the hypocrites, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. Uh, they talk about in hell, it, 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 it's hot. And the people gnash their teeth and, and they're weeping and wailing. There's a lot of crying and wailing and weeping and going on in hell. It, it's, it's crazy. It, it'll drive you nuts to hear all those voices. When God called me, when, when I, after I got saved and, I, and he was calling me into deliverance, he allowed me to hear voices. I mean, I would hear thousands upon thousands of voices in my head. And it drives you nuts. It, it was just screams and all kind of crazy stuff. And I said, Lord, deliver me from this stuff. He, he said, I want you to know that it's real. That it's real. Screams of babies. Babies screaming. All these screaming. Can you imagine 65 million babies being butchered and aborted and killed? Their voices, their cries, their screams. That's going to be the torment of some of these people that have, have killed these children. They're going to be in hell, and all they're going to hear is those baby screams, day in and day out. Not just constantly screaming in their head. It's not a time to be benched. It's time to do something for the kingdom because we don't know how much time we have left. All the prophetic words have been fulfilled in the scripture. The Bible says, whoa, pray that they don't come in the wintertime. Pray that you're not pregnant. Pray uh, 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 for certain things because it can come any time. You get put out of the game when you miss your assignment. Don't miss your assignment. Don't miss your purpose. Jonah tried to do that. Jonah tried to run from his assignment. He tried to run from the call of God and, and wound up getting on a ship and, and they wound up throwing him overboard and, and a fish wound up swallowing him and he wound up in the place that he was supposed to go but he got pulled out of the... <laughs> he got pulled up. Don't miss your assignment. You know, the coach will yell at you but uh, and if you pay attention and do what you're supposed to do, you, you'll go to the next level and you'll get better at what you're doing. Don't miss your assignment. Elijah was a prophet of God. We heard about him. I mean, he called down fire from heaven. He burned up 450 prophets of Baal. He did awesome things, and he ran from Jezebel. The anointing left him. After he did all those exploits, he just became a natural man, and, and, and that spirit of witchcraft came against him and said, I'm going to kill you like you killed those prophets. And he ran for his life. And he ran and he ran and he sat under the juniper tree and, and God had to send an angel to him. And, and he, was, he went to the cave. He, he said, you got to go. I'm going to give you angels food. Go 40 days. You're going to go to the cave. He went to the cave and thunder and lightning and everything was going on. But he couldn't hear the voice of the Lord. Then he walked in the cave and he heard a still small voice. He said, what are you doing here? He said, what am I doing here? Jezebel trying to kill me. I'm the only one left. I'm the only one serving you. And God got mad at him. He said, you're going to the bench. He said, I'm through with your whining and complaining. You, you, you didn't believe, you saw the signs, you saw the wonders, you did the things, you called down fire. You, I mean, when you call down fire, you should know that God is with you. He didn't just call down fire one time. He was burning up cap, uh, cap, uh, 50 groups of 50 when they came after him. They were trying to find him, and he was burning them up. They would send soldiers to get him. The king was mad because there was a famine in the land. They couldn't find him. And every time he would come close to him, he'd call down fire and burn them up. Now, that means you got some power and authority if you can call down the fire of heaven and burn people up to crispy critters. you got some power. But God said, I'm tired of you whining. Come up here. Anoint Elisha in your stead. And God sent a chariot of fire to pick him up. He could have stayed longer. I believe he could have stayed. He was supposed to deal with Jezebel. But he got scared and he didn't deal with her. So he had to say, Elisha, in his stead, he said, you go deal with Jezebel. And Elisha didn't do it either. He said, Jehu. Jehu was a type of shadow of an apostle. The apostolic anointing. 
The prophet, the prophet couldn't deal with Jezebel. So God's got to deal with that. Bad coaching is being removed. I said bad coaching is being removed in the church. Notice a lot of pastors have left and gone back to heaven. The, the, lot of, uh, the, the $100 line, the $50 line, the $500 line, you give an offer and I'll give you a prophetic word, it's over with. Amen. He's cleaning the church out. He's cleaning the pastors out. He's taking the bad coaches off the field. Amen. You come on up here before you split hell wide open. I got to cut your time short because you're messing up. Don't get ejected by coronavirus. Amen. Don't get ejected by coronavirus. I gave you the oil, so you should be strong. I don't care what they said, coronavirus, you probably had it two years ago, and, and you don't even know it. Everybody had the virus. Everybody's got, if you ever had the flu, you got coronavirus. The problem has been, with the church, they didn't believe when the prophet, uh, I believe Benny Hinn was on TV in, 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 10 years ago, 8 years ago, with the doctors, and eat this fruit, and eat these, take these vitamins, and get your health in order, and eat healthy food, and God's been warm. God doesn't talk just to be talking. He's telling us, he told us to get these bodies in shape. He told us to eat right. He told us to stop eating all that garbage, amen, that they're producing. And we don't want to hear, no, I'm going to go under the tree and eat my, my swine's flesh, amen. I got to have my ribs. I got to have this. Look, I said, okay. Okay, go ahead on. Mr. Corona's going to be waiting on you with your high blood pressure self, amen, and your diabetes self. <laughs> yeah, you had, you, you had fun. You enjoyed them Twinkies and pies and cakes and all that. That was good, yeah. But Corona said, I got you now because I, I got a place that I can enter into you because your body is not healthy the way it's supposed to be. And when your body ain't healthy, he can afflict you. Jesus said, the enemy comes, Satan comes, but he has no place in me. If you don't open up the door for him, he can't come in. And so a lot of us have been getting in shape. Amen. I know I've been getting in shape. I go to the gym twice a week. See, it's, a, it's, not a, it's, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You've got you to gotta keep this body. You, people are living to be 105, 120. How are you going to live to be 120? When I grew up, they said, get a job. You're going to work 30, 25 years. You get your pension, and you retire. And you notice the people that retire, they die about two weeks after they retire because they ain't got no purpose. They just die. They just... Or, they, or the wife kill them because they can't stand them in the house. <laughs> made a mistake, amen. He's sitting around bored and went in the kitchen and tried to straighten out the dishes and the cabinets and stuff. And she came in and killed them because she couldn't find her stuff, amen. And so we have to be ready. Jesus said in the last days, the first shall be last. So we as believers, we have to be doing something on the field. Maybe you don't have the nerve to evangelize. Okay, well, you can pray. Can't you pray? That's doing something for the kingdom. I mean, boy, you can't pray too good. You got some money, you can give, amen, to missions and give to pastors and give and help. You can do something in the kingdom of God to not get put on the bench. Amen? Because you know the coach is watching you. You ever play football? I don't know if y'all, any of y'all play football or basketball. I did. I played both of them, football, basketball, baseball. And the coach be watching you when you be doing exercise and warming up and getting in condition to, to go out and play football. They be watching you whether you sloughing off or not. They watch you on your job whether you slough off or not. Y'all know y'all be sloughing off on the job in the bathroom. You're supposed to be in there five minutes. You're in there 20 minutes. Some of y'all went in there and slept. Half hour <laughs> on the third shift, hiding out. Look at that man shaking his head. He mean, I, I did it. You did it. We weren't right. It wasn't right, but we did it. Or you got on the job and you started working hard, and, and you were happy to get that paycheck, and you working hard, and then all the guys come around. Hey man, quit working so hard. You making it hard on us. If you work that hard, they gonna expect us to work that hard too. Slow down. Go take a break. How <laughs> I many ever heard that? So now, why are you why are you so anxious about that? We got to be here all day. <laughs> Peace yourself. Jesus said that the first shall be last. So there's been a lot of people been saved 15, 20 years, but in the end time, God said in Matthew 20 verse one, it says, "The kingdom of heaven is like a man that was a householder who went out early in the morning to hire laborers in his vineyard." And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he went to them, he, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out the third hour, and he saw others idly standing by. And he said unto them, go into the vineyard, 
and whatever's right, I'll give you. And they went their way. And, and as you read it, he came out the third hour, and he came out the sixth hour, and he came out the ninth hour, and there were guys standing around. He said, go work in my vineyard. I'm going to pay you a penny a day. And so when it came at the end of the day, it came time to pay them. Uh, he, he said, the ones that came early in the morning and worked all day for a penny, he paid them a penny. And the ones that came at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and only worked two hours, he gave them a penny also. And the guys got mad. He said, well, 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 you can't do that. And then he said, take what's yours, go away. I will give this to the last, even as unto thee. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with my own? This is my money, it's my vineyard. Is I evil because I'm good? So the last shall be first, and the first shall be last, for many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called. God calls a lot of people, come serve me, listen to me, obey me, hear the word, learn the word, learn this. He said, but I don't mean I'm going to choose you. And share Josiah's testimony. Uh, uh, he, in uh, what, seventh grade, seventh grade, he went off of, he played in Christian school, and he took first place and won the tournament and everything, and then he went to the public school, and he tried out, and he didn't get on the team because he sloughed off. <laughs> he thought he was just going to walk in and be on the team because he won first place at the other school. But the coach said, no, you sloughed off. I was watching him practice. He was sloughing off. Everybody running down there. They didn't went down there. And he, they coming back, and he running back that way. So he sloughed off. So they didn't put him on the team. So you got to be prepared. So when you call off the bench, you're ready to go. And so the first shall be last, and the, and, and, and the last shall be first in the kingdom. So it doesn't matter. If, if people get saved this week and go out and bring people, uh, start bringing people into the kingdom of God, they're going to get the same reward as people have been saved 20, 30, years, 40 years. First shall be last. So don't look at somebody else. Whatever God hires you to do, do what he tells you to do. He'll bless you. There is a battle. Now, now we're in a harvest season even in the fall season, the harvest time is coming up. But every, spiritually, Israel, every time the harvest came, the enemy came and stole their harvest. You read about it. The Midianites would come, and it would be like hordes, and they would come and steal the harvest, and then go back across the border. Every year, uh, that's why Gideon was hiding his stuff in the wine press. He was trying to hide his little harvest because <laughs> the Midianites were coming and eating up everything that they, they planted because they did not fight. They were farmers. They were not warriors. And so the Midianites come in, give me your stuff. I'm taking all your stuff. And so he said in Matthew 28, he said, hear a parable. There was a certain household who planted a vineyard. He hedged it round about, digged in the wine press in it, built a tower, let it out to the husbandmen, and went into a far country. So he, he, he leased the land to these guys. He built it. He said, I'm going to lease this land to you. I expect a harvest. In other words, he gave it to sharecroppers. And when the time of the fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the husbandmen that they might receive the fruits of it. Okay, you worked, I, I, I promised you. Uh, we will um, split the prophets. Matthew, verse 35 of Matthew 21. And the husbandmen took his servants and beat one and killed another and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants, more than the first, and they did unto him likewise. So he, he leased the land to these guys, and he's getting sharecroppers, and the sharecroppers, uh, when it came time for the harvest, he sent his guys to get their portion, and the sharecroppers said, we're going to kill, we, we kill everybody. We ain't, we ain't giving you nothing. And we ain't paying no rent. That's where we are right now. People can't even pay their rent. Amen. If, if uh, Trump didn't sign that bill, a lot of them going to be out there on the street. People, you're already seeing people stuff on the sidewalk already. Drive by. And, and leaving people stuff alone. Just because you see it on the sidewalk, don't mean they're throwing it away. Somebody getting put out. In Chicago, when they put stuff out on the street, your stuff gone. It's like a free fall. Amen. They come in and pick your stuff. It's like, you ain't got nothing left. Unless you stand there and guard it. But at last he sent his son, the one with the authority, the one that represents him, saying, they will reverence my son. 
Now, this is a prophetic statement. This is an apostolic statement. God is saying a parable. What he's saying is, the earth, I lent the earth to mankind. And I've sent my servants, the prophets, the apostles, to teach and, 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 and preach the kingdom and, and bring in kingdom finances and, and prove you. He said, you killed a lot of them. You stoned them. He said, now I'm sending my son, Jesus, into the earth. And uh, they'll reverence my son. But when the husbandmen, or when the Antiphas saw the son, they said to themselves, this is the heir, come, let's let us kill him, let us seize his inheritance. So that when there's a harvest time, understand that the church should be bringing souls in the kingdom. Well, Satan is out doing everything he can to keep people from coming into the kingdom. Shut the church down. Don't let them have services. Do whatever you can do. Don't let them praise. Don't let them do anything. Don't let them get the harvest. We, we, we're out there. So now the church has been forced outside. And the harvest and revival is breaking forth in California and other places outside because uh, 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 God is bringing in souls. People are seeing the truth that is happening. And so let us kill him, let him seize his inheritance. So the enemy will fight for your harvest. He'll fight you to give, be a witness. He'll fight you to talk to people. He'll fight you. He's, oh, they're going to reject you. Oh, they're going to call your name, whatever. Just press in. <coughs> the apostolic, the sent one, was rejected. They rejected Jesus 2,000 years ago, and they reject Jesus even today. But we don't have to worry about that. We go after the harvest. We don't know whether there's a tear or whether it's fruit. They, they have the thing, what they call, uh, if you ever plant corn, they have Johnson grass. Anybody know what Johnson grass is? a grass that comes up. When it comes up, it looks just like corn. When you plant corn, the first shoot comes up, the little leaves on it. But Johnson grass looks just like it, but it has roots underneath that choke off all the corn. And so you can't tell whether it's corn or whatever unless you really know how to be a farmer. It said they caught him, cast him out of the vineyard, and slew him. When the Lord, therefore, the vineyard cometh, what shall he do to these husbandmen? They said to him, he will miserably destroy those wicked men and will let out his vineyard unto the husband, other husbandmen, which shall render him the fruits of their seasons. So, as we've seen the riots, as you're seeing Portland, and you're seeing these things, these things have to happen. But guess what? We still win. Guess what? There's still going to be a harvest. Guess what? Many of those guys that have busted windows and burned buildings and stuff, they're arresting them. It's stupid now to do stuff like that because they have cameras everywhere. I mean, they, can, they got satellites up there. They can, they can look at your nose here. As I said, they, can, they, they got satellites and they can tell when you're you sitting on the toilet and you're out of toilet paper. They can watch right down in your house and see what's going on in your house. I mean, they got lasers and stuff now that they can see. And it's dumb to go out there and, and facial recognition. They got eyeball. They can recognize your eyes and your, your fingerprints and everything. So they kept, they're resting a lot of these guys. And a lot of them are young men and young girls that have been living in mama's basement. In daddy's basement, been living the free lifestyle, been given everything on a silver platter, never made the work, never had to do anything for themselves, and they're being arrested. So they didn't answer the call. But thank God that mercy is still here. We got a little bit more time of mercy. When mercy runs out, it's over. When mercy runs out, it's over. You won't get a chance to repent. When God said, that's it, and cut off, that's it. It's like being at Walmart and the cashier put the little side up closed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you got to go to the other line. I'm closed. I did it the other day. I was getting ready to go in the line. I said, oh, ain't nobody there. And the guy said, I'm closed. I thought, man, dang. <laughs> <laughs> thought I was going to get out of here a little quicker. Amen. But no, we closed. Though. That's right. And God says it's over with. Yeah. Jesus said it to him in Matthew 21, 42. He said, look, Jesus said, did you ever read the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected, the same is become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in his eyes. You can reject Jesus now as, as your lawyer, but later on he's going to be your judge. Oh, he's your lawyer right now. Oh, Lord, oh, oh, judge, please don't, don't give him no prison time. Bring him out of prison. Uh, give him, give him, give, let him come out, Lord. And, Jesus, and the judge lets you come out, and then you run out and act a fool again. 
And then next time you go to prison, Jesus is going to be the judge. Amen. Amen. Take your freedom and run with Jesus. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you. You don't want Jesus? Jesus said, you say, forget you, God. God said, forget you. I ain't stunning you. I'm going to laugh while the devil beating you from pillar to post. I am going to laugh when they're knocking your teeth out. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to sit there and just laugh because you're in the rich. I'm going to laugh because you ain't got no food in your refrigerator and you can't eat because you ain't mine anyway, so why should I care? Oh, I don't want to be that. I don't be, you know, be talking about being treated like a stepchild when you got a bad stepmama. <laughs> you don't want to be treated like a stepchild. <laughs> Hallelujah. Everybody sit at the table eating and you don't get to eat. Wow. So the kingdom shall be taken from you and given to a nation bringing forth fruits thereof. Given to a nation or a group or an ethnic group or whatever. Y'all don't want me? No problem. I'll give it to another nation. There are nations over there in Africa that are serving the Lord and claim Lord as God of the Lord of their country, Lord of their nation, and being blessed by God. Whosoever shall fall on the stone shall be broken, but whosoever it shall fall, it will grind him into power. In other words, if you repent first, you'll be broken, but it'll be a good broken. Then he'll pour his love in you. He'll pour his gifts in you. He'll pour his anointing on you. And you, you, you'll be a new creation in Christ Jesus. He said, but if you wait too late, I'm going to hit you so hard, you ain't going to be number powder. Mm. You ever stepped on a roach? Splat. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> Hallelujah. Repent is the word that God's trying to say. Hosea 8 and 7 says, For you have sown the wind, they shall reap the whirlwind. It hath no stalk, the bud shall not yield no meal. If so it yields, strangers will swallow it up. So they can turn away from God and, and not want to serve God and not want to do anything for God. God said, no problem. You're going to reap the whirlwind. You're, gonna, you're, not, gonna, you're not even blessed. The Bible says the way of a transgressor is hard. Hard, hard life. Hard transgressor. And so my wife, she, she'll give anybody, she see guys on the corner, she got put some money in the hand. <laughs> Me? I listen to the Lord. I heard him. I, <laughs> some of them I don't give, some of them I won't give to because they, they, they don't want nothing to do with God. I've had guys, we had, remember I had guys coming from the Hesed house and, and uh, preach to them and lay hands on them and pray for them and they would tell me, I don't want to quit. I don't want to stop. I don't want to give up alcohol. I'm not going to give it up. And they know more scripture than I do. Look, talk to some of these guys in the street that alcohol. They know Jesus more than you do. They know the word. They know scripture. They know that. He said, but I wanna, I, I'm, I'm staying with this alcohol. I'm not giving it up. Hosea 12, 10, 12 says, sow yourself in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your foul ground for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness on you. So if you make a choice for God, God will make a choice for you. When you make that choice for God, then the blessings start coming. God's not just blessing. Everything starts being blessed. Your steps are ordered by him. He starts sending people your way and sending uh, angels to protect you and sending uh, finances and open up jobs and everything. But when you serve God, but if you stop, step away from God and say, uh, I don't need God. You sold the world when you act a fool out here. Amen. You only get 70 years. I'm telling you, 70 years go fast. It don't seem like it, but it go quick, quick, quick. You have a child, look around five years later, they're already talking and doing it and Telling you no, and I ain't doing this. I ain't going. Just everything just goes so quick. Then you look around, and look behind, and say, "Wow, Phew. messed up." Amen. You look behind. Oh, I messed up back there. Praise God. So try to put, try to give God equal time now. Amen. You spent the first half of your life acting a fool. Sitting the next half, 
being a blessing. Amen. Amen. You got to make up for lost time. Amen. Amen. God is not mocked. Whatsoever you sow, you will reap. They were on TV the other day, they're burning Bibles. You can burn the Bible all you want to. Don't stop the word of God. Amen. You burn the Bible. God ain't, you know, going to fall on the throne because you burn the Bible. It's just a printed page. The word is live. You can't burn that. And so you burn Bibles now, you'll burn in hell later. So don't get mad. Don't y'all get mad now when you're in the flames. Remember you burned the Bible and said you won't have nothing to do with God. So God said, I can't help you. So when the demons are sticking you with spears and poking your eyeballs out and cutting you up and the flames are burning you up and then your flesh comes back on your body again and then flames burn you up again and then your flesh comes back on and there's no water in it. I ain't going there. I don't know. Ooh, Jesus. Y'all can have it all. If there's a heaven, which I, there is, I've seen it, there's a hell. I don't want to go there. And we talk stupid. I mean, we were, as a kid, teenager, we, me and my best friend, we played pool, we would drink and stuff. He said, I'm going to play pool and, and party when I go to hell. I said, no, you ain't. <laughs> no, you ain't. Ain't no party in hell. They'll give you a pool table with no pool stick. That'll be your hell. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. They'll give you a bottle, bottle of beer with no can open or something. I don't know. It's not the harvest that you want. Revelation, almost done. Revelation 14, 15. Another angel came out of the temple. This is where we are. Crying with a loud voice of him that sat on the cloud. Thrust in thy sickle and reap. For the time has come for you to reap. For the harvest of the earth is ripe. Now, when you read that, you would think, oh, praise God, God's being in the heart. But read along a little further. And he that sat on the clouds thrust in the sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. And another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, and he also having a sharp sickle. What's that? Yeah, having a sharp sickle. Verse 18, and another angel came out of the altar, the place of prayer, which had power over fire, and cried with a loud unto him that had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in your sharp sickle, gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. And he said, Okay, oh, big old clusters of wine, grapes, praise the Lord. He said, And the angel thrust in his sickle on the earth, and he gathered the vine of the earth and cast it in a great winepress of the wrath of God. So that wine press is not the wine press you want to go in. It's the wrath of God. Those are the ones, the souls that are not saved. Those are the ones that have turned their back on God. Those are the ones that have put their finger up in God's eye. Those are the ones that blaspheme. That's in, in Revelation 14, verse 19. It, it, it was, he said, put it in the wine press of the wrath of God, and the wine press was trodden without a city. The blood came out of the wine press, even the horse's bridle, by the space of a thousand six. Hundred furlongs. You know we talked about Armageddon. We talked about the end times. Uh, uh, that the, 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 there will be uh, uh, in the Valley of Megiddo. There will be thousands of armies that are going to gather together, and there's going to be blood shed. Be, it'll take years to clean up all the dead bodies and all the blood that's going to be shed on that. And so, but the harvest. This harvest is a harvest of judgment. It's a harvest of the wrath of God. Uh, as I said, I've been prophesying over the years that, the, that right now. We're in a separating of nations are being separated. Those that are for God and those that are against God. The sheep nations against the goat nations. And they're being separated. They're being shut down. The churches are being shut down. Governments are being shut down. Economies are being shut down. Uh, transportation is being shut down. The airplane industry is shut down. Uh, jobs, the farms are shutting down. Uh, uh, most of the, not of sixty percent, sixty percent of the uh, of the restaurants are shutting down and will not open back up again. You better learn how to cook. If you don't know how to cook, you better learn how to cook. Amen. You can't, can't drive through all the time. Fast food all the time. You gotta learn how to cook. Amen. You learn how to cook way back. I grew up in a generation after World War One, World War Two, and the, before the Korean War, and, and uh, we had rations and coupons, and and you had a pot of beans. You had to know how to make that pot of beans last. And you didn't say I ain't eating that. Mm -hmm. My mom used to make them butter beans. I didn't like them things. 
I had to learn how to put ketchup on them though, so I could get them down. <laughs> Ham hocks when she cooked that cabbage and ugh, didn't like that cabbage. Must to eat cabbage. I just drink some water and go to bed. <laughs> eating, that, eating that stuff. But we had to learn how to survive. And if the Democrats get their way, we'll be in trouble. We'll have to learn how to survive in this. So you got to prepare to get in the game or prepare. Uh, to be put on the bench. I don't want to sit on the bench in heaven with the cloud of witnesses right now. It's going to get exciting. There's going to be more things coming. There's more things to do in the earth realm. Uh, God's not going to destroy the earth realm right now. Jesus can come back anytime he wants to come back. Nobody knows the time and hour, but it's getting awful close. It's getting awful close. Very close. And I don't want to take no chances of fooling around. Amen. So if you need to get your game back together and get back to practice and get back to the word and get back to sharing the word or do whatever you got to do, uh, not be taken off the bench because the coach is watching you. Amen. He's got his eye on you. Amen. The angels are watching you. No, you'll be sitting on the end of the bench dejected. Amen. Feeling bad. Amen. Because you can't get in the game no more. Once you out, you out the game. That's it. Amen. In the basketball, the, the ref coming. You dejected. You out. Kick the coach out. Kick the kick the kick the players out. Kick the basketball players. You've been ejected out of the game. You can't play no more. You're over with. So, the Lord wants you to just remind you: work in His vineyard. Do what you can do. Be it whatever you can do. If you can give. If you can share. Whatever. Uh, I need to play that video again. The, the things that get that, that is building. He said, "I go prepare a place for you in heaven." And what prepares your place is your giving. Your support of your pastor, your evangelism, your mission work, and your, uh, 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 what's the other one? There was seven, seven things in there. Seven, huh? Praying. Praying. Praying was intercession. Yeah, prayer. Intercession was praying. All of these things, when you do these things, is like currency in heaven, and the angels are building your house. It's lumber, it's windows. You need windows, lumber, wood, all that stuff. When you give, that's building your house in heaven. You don't want to go to heaven and, and live in no shack, in chicken coop. When he said, the guy showed him a, a chicken coop. Hundreds and hundreds of people in this big, long warehouse-type building just packed in together like a chicken coop because they didn't do nothing for the kingdom of God. They got in heaven, but they didn't get no rewards. Ain't no good going to heaven. Why you go to heaven you can't get no reward, amen? We'll give you a harp and a star on your door, amen, and, and a cop. I want a mansion. I want, I want some space. And Lord, no, I want, I want a pond in my backyard. And I, I want mahogany, a library. With, I, he knows what I want. He knows, he knows everything I want. I'd have named it out, amen. I tell everybody my house in heaven is 77 Abraham Lane, amen. You know, come by and see me, amen. <laughs> you see, you say, where's Abraham Lane? It's, it's, on, the, it's on the first level. Of heaven? <laughs> go left and go right. So prepare to get in the game. Prepare for the kingdom of God to manifest. Time is growing short. Yes, it is. And we're praying that God will give us enough time to bring in a harvest before everything shuts down. Pray for the president. Uh, I, I almost posted the other day on Facebook I was going to make a lot of people mad. I was going to post, Trump will get another term. That's all I got to put up there. All I got to do is put Trump will get another term. Oh, they will go crazy. Yeah. Oh, people go mad. They get upset. They get mad. Oh, Jesus. I didn't put it up there. I, 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 I started to mess with these devils. I started to get. <laughs> they would have got mad. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this word. We thank you, Lord, that uh, those that have ears to hear have heard it and that we hide it in our heart. And Lord, that we will apply it, that we'll become doers of the word and, and, and workers in the vineyard. And uh, we thank you for this time of warning and time of addressing and getting things in order and in structure. Bless each individual here today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yeah. Trump is really making them mad. <clears throat> they, 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 they cut their wrists. The other day, he really cut their wrist the other day when he put the new guy into over the post office. And uh, this guy, don't know nothing about the post office, he went and fired all the heads of the 
departments and all these stuff and restructure the whole thing. So now the Democrats can't use mail-in in your vote now because it's going to be a mess. <laughs> the post office is a mess. I mean, he, he just says, I, just, I know how to do it. I'll just make it so bad that the post office is so bad, y'all can't mail your thing and you've got to go vote personally. <laughs> then the Democrats are trying to charge you a dollar. You know, you got you to gotta pay a dollar now to vote if you want to mail it in. It take two stamps. It don't take one stamp. You got to put two stamps on it up to mail it in. It's crazy. Just go mail. You ain't going to die of no coronavirus. Put some oil over your nose and your nostrils and go in there and, and vote. Amen. And make your selection and vote. Amen. Don't worry about these, these folks crazy. So, uh, like I said, I don't think they're really going to be. There may not even be election this year the way they're fighting so hard. There's a post text out this morning talking about they're going to have 60 days of of, of, of running on the White House starting September 17th. They're going to have 60 days of picking in the White House. I don't know what's going to be. <clears throat> this too shall pass. Amen. This shall pass. All we got to do as believers is keep speaking the truth in love and keep going out there and watch God turn it around. Don't look at the news. I'm saying and I'm decreeing, decreeing that God is the God of all the nations, that revival is going to break out, and that souls are going to come into the kingdom. Those that have turned their back on God will turn to God. Those that have been angry, uh, God did it for us, he'll do it for them. Yes, Amen. If God can save us, he can save them. Yes, amen. amen. So he will do that. Pray for mercy. Amen. Praise God. Anybody need prayer? We'll pray for you. If not, we're going to let you go and enjoy the hot weather out there and enjoy your Sunday. You having service again Tuesday? Who going to minister? Who wants to do Tuesday? Who wants to do Tuesday? Who wants to do Tuesday? They're ignoring me. I'll stay home then. You do it. All right, we'll have Tuesday night service then. How are you? Jesus, just come with a computer and everything. Oh, you gonna record? She gonna record? Kept her quiet. Huh? Jesus, girl, you're getting too big. What she need prayer for? She's doing all right. What's that? Um, I was telling Mama, I said recently, the last few nights, this girl, she, I know she's growing, she's going through her things, but it's like 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, now that that, this girl, she'd be screaming at the top of her lungs like, ain't nothing wrong with her. So I just prayed for her and we pray over her, but I think I'm going to... You got oil, right? No, I don't have it. I gave it to my aunt in Wisconsin. What did I need some Pray for her. Lay hands on her at night before she, when she goes to sleep and bind the spirits. You don't have to yell. You can go in the room even when she's hollering. Just lay hands on her. Because demons do come against our children. They'll come against your children. That's why they try to attack them at night. Amen. Just cover in the blood or put her blood on her head before she goes to sleep. Loose the angels around her bed. She's alive in peace and safety for the Lord watches over her. Father, we thank you. We bind up every spirit that will try to attack her at night. Spirits of nightmares, demonic uh, attacks of the enemy uh, coming from the bloodline. We, we bless her. We cover her in the blood. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yeah, that's just devil trying to keep you up. Amen. Do you have more oil? I'll get you. I'll have to get, uh, let me get you. Get your bottle. Well, you're dismissed in Jesus' name. I pray that God will bless you.